is for life. Oh, my goodness. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> the the, 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 uh, the screen changed. It, it's all working. Okay, it works. Um, good afternoon. It's 11.30. Good morning. Good morning. Good day. It's summer. You didn't tell me, babe. You didn't tell me summer happened. <laughs> right? Summer started last week? Yeah. The solstice was last week, yes. No, how, how did I miss this? The season of summer has begun. Was I in a class the whole day when solstice? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, we had our longest day. They're getting shorter now. Was the solstice the day after Juneteenth? Uh, technically the 21st, but yeah. When was Juneteenth? 19th. Um, oh, so two days after. Monday? Man, yeah. June's getting too full with holidays. I'm not saying we shouldn't have Juneteenth. I'm just saying we should move the first day of summer and get it, just give Juneteenth some space. It's all I'm saying. It's they all should I'm, move it. They should just move the move first the day of summer. So that listen, the earth rotates listen. a little differently. It's just there's too many holidays too too quickly. <laughs> I don't know what to day. do. I just well I have supposed to have, I'm supposed to do things on the first day of summer. I didn't do them yet. Oh, like your like seasonal rotation. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah. know I didn't know the I, season yeah, had passed. The filters, all the things. Yeah. That's, um, that's a reminder. So hello everyone <laughs> that's not here yet. Um my name's Ernesto. I'm Angie. And we, we review books uh, here. This is going to move off the church site eventually. We're doing this for a year, just doing a book a month. A lot of people are really behind. It's okay. Our book a month club is a, it's a tough pace. Angie. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Angie. Like I read the book the first week of the month. Angie's always the night I of. I read it the day before. Yeah, yeah just yeah. racing to finish. And you're not a fast reader either, babe. No. Well, um, I mean, that's part of the problem. Like, reading a book in a month is a challenge. Um, this month we had a book called A Place to Belong by Megan Hill. A Place to Belong by Megan Hill. Um, by Crossway. Um, and, uh, that's what it is. Now, first, the writing style. What do you think of her writing style, babe? It was fine. It was good. I mean, it. It reads very easily. It reads like, very yeah, easily. It wasn't too like deep or heady or like it was just. I think yeah. and, and and I don't want to be mean to the last dude we read, <laughs> but that dude kind of tried to make jokes and they wouldn't always land. He tried to be clever and clever like the verbal cleverness does not always translate to the written word. I think she writes well. Yeah. It's warm. It's uh. But it's down to earth. It's very, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed her writing. So I, I read her and I'm like, she'd be, it, it, it'd be cool to have this person over for coffee. She sounds like mm -hmm. a very, like, uh, thoughtful and uh, it's a cool, she writes very well. Mm -hmm. uh, the thesis of her book is that the church is cool. Um, that's it. The church yeah, is good. <laughs> she likes the church. She loves the church. Mm -hmm. the, the, um, the subtitle of the book is Learning, Learning to Love God's Church. Learning to love the local church. Learning to love the local church. And that thesis is already, for some, controversial. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I think she makes her case well, though. I Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I've already got a fight with a guy about this already. I had a buddy of mine say, this book is frustrating me. She's so stinking optimistic. She's so saccharine, sweet, and sentimental. Listen, I love it. I love it. A buddy of mine said to me, 
she's embracing the church and is saying she loves it. Where's the like, where's the pot marks on the face? Where's the stinking moles on the neck? Where's the, <laughs> like, where are the stretch marks? Like this is, buddy of mine basically wanted to see the ugly things. And she is taking time to write about the beautiful things. I want to say this as an objection to my buddy, whom I respect in the Lord. Very much so. In our current moment, our current climate we live in, bashing the church is an easy way to win points. Bashing anything of authority, bashing any, any system that exists is a sure way to look cool. I, was, um, I had a professor last week at Moody, uh, Professor Dixon from Australia, who used to serve on the, um, the Center for Public Engagement. Um, and it was a think tank that like would, would 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 talk to the media. They would they would often be in the news whenever there was a think piece against like some stupid church or something stupid. And then was doing the, <laughs> I'm saying whenever a church did something like boneheaded and was in the newspaper, they'd bring on these academics to talk about it. And they said the, a lot of academics would often talk about the church's like failures to start off because oftentimes we want to um, not embolden, we want to ingratiate ourselves to the to the audience. So if I'm, I'm with you, those guys suck. And um, he said they realized very quickly that bus chucking the church didn't help the cause at all. Didn't help their desire to educate, to, uh, to advocate on the church's behalf. Um, and so here's the thing. It's okay to love something. It's okay to be good. I don't have to say, oh, my kids, I love them. I don't have to say, I, I, can, I can just say that and let that sentence stand. I don't got to say, my kids, I love them. <laughs> But man, do they watch their iPad too much. I don't have to qualify. to. I don't have to tell you they're not perfect. I know they're not perfect. I live with them every day. I, they're great kids. They drive me up the wall sometimes. I'm allowed, though. Here's the thing, though. Those kids, I got to paint Lena's room this Friday. I've been asking her to pick out a paint for weeks. And now, now, I'm, I'm a little upset about this. I'm, <laughs> I told her at dinner yesterday, I'm like, listen, I have to just paint it by this Saturday. You have stalled so long. It's now stressing me out. Pick a color of paint. But here's the thing. With all that stress in my heart, because my daughter's indecisive, I don't know where she gets it from. So um, with all that, with all that, listen. I love her. I love the kids, and I talk about them, honestly, the, the, I'm being silly and being annoyed, and I am a little annoyed, but the overarching feeling in my heart towards my children is one of great love and affection. It is the overriding emotion, and for Megan Hill, the overriding emotion for her church is one of love, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay to look upon a tradition that is not clean but still see the good and be grateful for it. That's allowed. Esau McCulley in his book, Reading While Black, his book helped me out tremendously. How do you say? Um, living in an inner city environment, uh, being in, and partnering with some of the African-American churches in our city, um, the African-American churches have different kryptonite than white churches I work with. Just different, not worse, but just. But what happens is because it's different than my different. It's 
because their dirty is different than my dirty, it's easy to judge it. It's harsh, harsher. Well, Macaulay said, you know, I know that American church. I know that my tradition has its faults, but there's some beautiful things that come out of my denomination, that comes out of my tradition. And he talked and he embraced what he, what he was given from that, that black church experience. And that book made me go, I'm stupid. I've been too harsh. There are beautiful things to be gained from this, tra this the tradition that I didn't see. And I was so grateful for Lisa Macaulay in embracing the tradition with, where, where, wherewith he came from. And here Megan Hill, just, she's embracing the tradition of her church, of her small, rural, church basement, casserole-making, <laughs> sit in the same seat every single Sunday, church-having self. And you know what it did for me? You know what it did for me, babe? What did it do for you? It made me smile. Good. I'm like, it is... It is good, and it is dark, and I'm grateful for it. I think she doesn't she doesn't gloss over that the church is imperfect. It's almost just a given. She just doesn't dwell there. That's she's what like, I'm saying. She's like, of course we have our things. Of course we have our weaknesses. We have our brokenness because we're people. It's a given when you love people that there are going to be flaws. There are going to be challenges. She's like, we are not perfect, but we are lovely because we are loved by God. And that's like, she's just, that's just a given. She doesn't dwell on those imperfections or weaknesses. It's just, they're there. And these, um, but, but yeah, there are beautiful things. And those are the things that she focuses on. We had a, um, a funeral here at Flint city two weeks ago. And it was a hard funeral, but a lot of different worlds came together in my own personal life. I had um, my um, friends from Faith Church of Waterford. Um, a lot of a lot of families from there came up, mm -hmm. and then we had Flint City Church there, and, uh, and everyone was gone. There was very few few of us left. A lady came up to me, and she just she said, I, "I can't say what she said exactly, but the sentiment she expressed was so beautiful. She was like seeing these people that I did life with for all these years." Things blew up along the way. Mm -hmm. I'm not there no more. Got my head kicked in. I had to leave. But even though it cost me so much, even though I left there a bloody mess of a human being, I love the people that I did life with there. Even though it came to an end, I see those people and there is joy in having walked with them. And, and she said, this was like a family reunion. I know some of these people more than I know my own family. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Were there hard things? Yeah. Did I take some hits? Yeah. But I love those people. I love them still to this day. Seeing them was a joy. Even in the midst of such sorrow, it was a joy to see families I'd not seen in years. And to embrace them and to mourn with them and to remember with them. I like the book very much. I think you're allowed. And again, I'm going to say this. And man, how many controversial things can I say in a day? <laughs> Probably a lot. I've been on this this quest of mine to read a variety of authors, not just people who are like myself, because I, I can lean into my thing. I know who I like. I know, I know what I like. I know I like there's certain certain voices I I dig. Mm -hmm. But instead of reading one voice and living with that one 
that one person forever. Try to spread out the, you know, trying to spread out the butter. Read Megan Hill. I think she sees things I don't see just from the nature of what she went through, experiences. I just, I, I value her perspective as a woman uh, very much. I'm grateful for her voice in that way. So I, I think that was helpful to me. Um, I'm not trying to be sexist or show, but I'm saying that perspective is something that I, I lack. Um, that, that, um, that warmth, that, um, I'm just grateful for, for how she wrote and what she decided to share. Um, it didn't come across to me. And I'm a sinking, cynical piece of crap. <laughs> and instead of looking at her with mockery in my heart, it reminded me I do love this stuff. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for 20 years now. Um, people sit in the same pew every Sunday. And this book made me go, I love looking at that spot and seeing him there. It's it's not a re it's, instead of being annoyed by it, I could be like man, I'm so glad we're in this together. I'm so glad we can walk through this, and there's this consistency of of living this this rhythm of life we're doing together. I had a lady ask me uh, years ago. She started coming here. She's like, Pastor, I want to be here. I want to be all in. She's like, So if I'm here, will you do my funeral? And I'm like, Ayo! <laughs> I'm like, Man, we're not like she's not she's not even that Down old. The road, yeah. But she's just like, I want to walk through life. And at the end of it, I want to, the people I'm with, I want to still know them. And in our, in our current world, we don't get that very often. We, we, do, we do leave our, our nets very quickly. Mm -hmm. But okay, it's a lot about, a lot, of, a lot of up top stuff. So that was the big objection. She's too optimistic. I welcome it. Most of the voices I, I hear are just people bashing. And most people that are bashing are not even in the fight anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's armchair quarterback at his best. I don't go to church. I don't care about the church. I don't give to the church. I don't fight for the church. But I'm going to talk trash about the church. It's like not voting and being mad at what the president is. Get the crap out of my face. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. I'm just saying most of the trash talkers are out of the fight. But those ones that are in the fight... I don't feel like talking trash. I just love, I just love this so much. And I'm not talking, I don't have to worry so much about the, the church as a whole. I'm not trying to fix the SBC or the Roman Catholics or the Greek Orthodox. I get to really lean into this local body that I'm a part of and just enjoy being a part of this local body. Um, this last Sunday, uh, we have an older lady here. Not old, old, just older than me. Uh, her name is Miss Sylvia, and she's a Mexican lady. And uh, this week she called, our, our, our worship leader is a white kid named Ricky. And she called Ricky Mijo. She's like, hey, Mijo, how you doing? And when she left, he just goes, no one's ever called me Mijo before. And he was all happy. And I'm, I just love it. I love doing life with these people. I love, I just love it. Learn, learn, learning to love local church. I'm learning. I'm learning. And I'm grateful for voices like Miss Megan's that just remind us of the, the joy and necessity of being a part of a local, local body. Hello! So, anything else? What do you got, babe? You read this book. What do you think? Yeah, um, I just, I liked the, kind of the format, the layout. She just goes, like, each chapter is, like, a specific um, 
term that the Bible uses for the church and she just kind of walks through what that means practically and um, she really is talking to oh, believers yes. in the church and saying like this this is what we're part of and this is what we can kind of lean into to make it what it's supposed to be and um, so like like we mentioned she's not really addressing all of the you know I don't know complaints that people have she's just saying look if you're in this this is what you're in this is why it's good this is how you can make it better and um i really liked one of the but that's i think that's worth just that's worth repeating she knows her audience she's she, yeah. right babe she's writing to those of us that are in the fight mm -hmm. and reminding us this thing we're doing it's worth doing and it's beautiful and listen it is go ahead Daryl. um i just I don't know if you want to walk through. Are you, do you plan to walk through every chapter? Not every chapter. You, no okay, way. This is too okay, much. Just, um, in the first chapter, she talks. The first chapter is about beloved, and um, which is kind of. She doesn't actually use. I was looking at the. She doesn't actually use the bride, which is one of the things surprising that, yeah. that we think of uh, that the Bible refers to the church. But she she refers to the church as the beloved, which is kind of in the same vein. And um, one of the things that she talked about in here that caught my attention is, where is it? She talks about how lovely we are, how God loves us, and that makes us lovely. And then um, towards the end, she talks about belonging to the beloved and said, in loving the local church, we become like Christ. And she talks about how, how Jesus loves the church as his beloved. And so it is like God to love those whom God loves. It is godliness. Do you want to grow in Christ-likeness? Come to church and love the people you find there. And it just, it made me think about how a lot of times we say, you know, we need each other, which is true. But as Americans, a lot of times we're like, I, I don't really need anybody. Like, I can do this thing. And th just the, the idea of coming to this, not as just like we need each other when things are hard, um, but even when they're not, like, in order to truly be like Christ, we need each other as objects of that love. Like we, um, we have to sacrifice for one another because that's how Christ loved us. And so it's just this beautiful picture that a lot of times we think it's me and Jesus, but you can't really love Jesus if you don't love the people he loves and it was just just this um picture of how we to be more like him have to love one another and um that's all i got <laughs> it, it reminded me of babe i was reading it, it reminded me of that scene in the screw tape letters where um the older demons teaching younger demon um how to tempt a soul away from god he says, when he goes to church, make him think he's better than everyone around him. Mm. These uneducated bumpkins. They're that person. That person has no friends. That person's poor. That person's this and that. So if you, if you feel like you're not a part of this church family, um, you'll feel awesome because you're the best, but it'll keep you uh, separated mm -hmm. from that thing, that being part of the beloved. I loved at the end of every chapter. I thought it was so bold of her. Every chapter is an invitation. Yeah. Come. Every chapter ends. Come. 
be this thing. Mm -hmm. Come, belong to God's beloved. Come, we are called to serve together. Like, come, let's share the gospel together. Every chapter, she's it ends with this declaration of an invitation, a declaration to do something with what she's written. Very bold. Yeah. Um, I really like this book a lot. Um, I love the local church. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not. I'm not. I love God's people. I love belonging to community. And I know full well that community, any leadership can be abused. Any community can, can go through hard times. If you're part of a family, guess what? got a call from my brother this morning and there's drama beats in my family right now <laughs> drama beats being part of a family is like i got drama beats but these are still my people mm -hmm. and uh i know we live in a society that's like you cut you know all bonds of fellowship i don't need nobody i don't roll that way to quote bruce springsteen um i won't quote bruce springsteen it's a good, it's a good it was a good quote too but i can't get it perfect in my brain uh, but it's a good book. If you didn't have a chance to read it yet, I encourage you, A Place to Belong by Megan Hill. Give it a read. It is not, it's not a hard read. It no, is, it, it's all. a very, very, it moves, uh, it moves quickly. It's 10 chapters. Um, for next month, we are reading the book called um, Facing the Giants by Max Lucado. Oh. I know. Now listen. Is that a movie? Is that, that's not a movie. <laughs> Um, Isn't there a movie called that? I have never read a Max Lucado book in my life. Oh. In the circles I run, run in, we've made fun of Max Lucado for the last 20 years. He, he writes a lot of books, and the only way you can write a lot of books if you're not a good writer. That's what we, we, we're jerks, dude. We are, I run with cynical dogs. The dags. Us dags are pretty cynical. Um, I think but, I've only read children's books by him. Which I love. They're, they're so sweet. <laughs> um, but my good friend of mine told me this book of his is, is was one of his like life changing books he ever read. And I'm like, you know what? If you say it's good, God's gonna use it. God, use it to smoke me. I need to be smoked like a sausage. So <laughs> that's what we're reading next month for uh, July. We're reading Max Lucado's Facing the Giants. If you come to Flint City Church, we will have five copies on our little Flint City bookstore up on the shelf. We have a shelf that's our bookstore. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's five, ten dollars. Ten dollars. Buy you that book this Sunday uh, if you're around. Uh, other than that, um, Evelyn Underhill always says, spiritual reading is second only to prayer as a developer of the inner life. We 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 like books. We read books. We like books. We believe books can push us towards Jesus. So keep on reading those books and uh, hold on to Jesus. Anything else, babe? Nope. All right. Have a great Tuesday. We're out. Bye.